Thank you so much, Jeff. Whew. All right. Let's do this again. Uh, so welcome. If you weren't here at the first session, we had so much fun. Raise your hand if you were here just to let people know. Wasn't it fun? Woo-woo, we wrote a song. It was so great. All right, but uh, so this session, we are talking about putting Scripture to music, basically. Uh, I'll tell you, so my kids are 22, 15, 22, 19, and 15, and we homeschooled them for a couple years there when our, this is my wife Amy, by the way. Almost forgot. <laughs> Don't do that. Um. We homeschooled for a couple years there, and I was in charge of Bible and music. And so uh, I was trying to get them to memorize Scripture, and they were second grade and fourth grade, our, da- our son and our daughter. And it was just miserable. They would forget. I would, I would forget. We were just terrible at it. Until after a few weeks, I started putting them to music. And I, the first one I ever did was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It goes... Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So we sang it that day and they sang it the next day and they had already had it memorized by like the third day. End of the week, it was like they were ready for another one. It was so dramatic compared to how much of a failure I had been previously that uh, we started doing it every week and they memorize all this scripture. And I was already, at the time, like Jeff said, I've been doing children's music uh, through this ministry called Slugs and Bugs for the last, well, since 2010. I'd already been doing that for a couple of years. So I started making uh, records of the scripture songs I was writing with my kids for the families that were listening to Slugs and Bugs music. Made one, and it was so profoundly impactful for me that I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this if that's okay with everybody else. And so we made four all word-for-word scripture records in a row before I ever went back and did. I mean, there was some fun and silly stuff in there with them, but it was all word-for-word scripture until I, you know, maybe eight or nine years later, finally did another silly songs record. And nothing has more profoundly impacted my spiritual walk, my life with Jesus, then getting to know the word because I, it's con- it convicts me, it lifts me, it reminds me what's true and I forget. Um, so, so I'm super excited that you all are here to talk about this. Uh, I thought if it'd be all right that we might start by singing. Would you be okay with that? I'm going to teach you a couple of these scripture songs uh, we'll, and we'll sing them together. And a big part of my ministry to children and families is helping kids remember or learn that they are beloved as God's children and helping parents remember that they're kids too because we take ourselves so seriously as we get older um, and miss out on so many of the things that, of the wisdom that children have. And I think a big part of you can't come to the kingdom unless you come as a child is... uh, that Jesus said in three of the four Gospels is in the, uh, that posture of humility and uh, self-forgetfulness that children come to so easily. So a part of the way we practice that at Slugs and Bugs concerts is through hand motions because adults never like to do them or a lot of times don't like to do them. But I always say, 
because they feel a little silly, but I always like to say that silliness is next to godliness <laughs> because you can't be silly and be focused on yourself at the same time. You have to forget about yourself a little or at least be willing to open yourself a little bit in order to be silly. If you get on the floor with your kids or whatever, you kind of feel a little silly, but you do it for them. And so whenever you get to be silly as an adult, think of it as an opportunity to, as like practicing discipleship because you can't take yourself seriously while you're being silly. So uh, not that these hand motions are super silly, but they are hand motions, and you feel like a child. Oh, yeah, so you do it. Right. <laughs> so we're going to start with, um, uh, let's scoot over to one more. There you go. This one is Isaiah 40. It's from Isaiah 40. And you go like this. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. And so this is sign language for everlasting. Two loops around and then up with your thumb and pinky. Anybody here speak uh, ASL? A little bit? Well, tell me if I'm doing this wrong, but I think this is right. Two loops and up. So put it all together. You say, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. And then the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. Yeah, you guys have got that. And then there's some other ones that I'll, you'll just kind of copy me. Oh, yeah, you've got this. All right, so let's stand. Stand together and we'll sing. <clears throat> and then hit play and see how loud it is out there. You might need to turn it up. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, pause it, pause it. Pause it. Uh, actually... No, we don't need to pause it. The click only lasts for a second. Hold on. Okay, sorry, I started again. There's a little click in there, but it'll be all right. Actually, uh, hold on, pause. A little technical problem. Okay, Andre, mute the left side and just give us... Oh, yeah, uh, I can't do it there. Just give us the right side. All right. See how it goes. Hit it. Yeah, all right, the click is gone. All right. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. Great job, you guys. Clap with me. Turn it up just a little bit. All right, do you not know? Sing it out. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. The creator, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can fathom. 
He gives strength to the weary. Clap along. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But all those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will walk and not be faint. Do you not know? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. Even youths, even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But all those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will walk and not be faint. Okay, this last line we say over and over, the Lord is the everlasting God. Three more times, sing it with me. The Lord is the everlasting God. It's true. The Lord is the everlasting God. Amen, amen. One more time. The Lord is the everlasting God. All right, well done, well done. Okay, you can be seated. And then we're going to do one more. This one is from Micah. I got an email from a little kid, a 12-year-old girl in Maine months and months ago. Um, thanking me, this is on our newest Slugs and Bugs record, Sing the Bible Volume 4, thanking me for putting it on the record because she said it made the Bible so, something like, it made it so clear or it made it so simple. Because probably you guys know this passage. Uh, um, he has shown you, O mortal, what is good, what does the Lord require of you, to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And it struck this little girl like, there's the question. Like, what does the Lord require of you? It's right there. <clears throat> so, it is this one, yes. And um, so this one has some hand motions too. Let's see. Uh, he has shown you, O mortal, you're kind of looking, what is good. And then what does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require? Oh, and yeah, here's some more sign language. Um, to act justly is like this kind of like making a little tent. I think it's sort of rooted in safety to act justly, to love mercy. And mercy is like middle fingers down, palms out and up like this. Um, and then walk humbly is like this, kind of straight out from your chest with your God. Thumb in, hand up, straight out like that. So you put it together. It's to act justly and to love mercy to walk humbly with your God, to act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with 
your God. That's it. Uh, all right, let's do it. <clears throat> um, how you doing? Sit. Let's sit. Yeah. Turn down one. All right. He has shown you, O oh mortal, what is good, what is good. Sing it with me. He has shown you, O oh mortal, what is good, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require? Act justly. To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6, 8. I say this when I do Micah 6, 8. It's like you make a little Bible. He has shown you, O oh mortal, what is good, what is good. He has shown you, O oh mortal, what is good, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require? To act justly. Sing it out. Act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6, 8. It's okay. with me. What does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require? To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. All right, that's it. <clears throat> Thank you. Well done, everybody. Great singing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, and because we're all kids, it's sweet for all of us. Okay, so, uh, yes. So you provided the vocals live for this time around, but if someone wanted to go buy the album or 
Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, I happen to have the vocals out. Well, because for my concerts, I'm just using the videos I use. But yes, on YouTube, it's the whole song. Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, it's the whole song. Yeah, thank you. Um, okay. Say it again. No, that's, that side has the click to keep me in time when I'm playing, you know, instruments. <sighs> all right, let's get started. So, would you all pray with me? <sighs> Lord Jesus, what good news that you've given us in your word. You've promised to provide both by your spirit and through our community, through your kingdom here on earth. So thank you for meeting us right now, uh, for the tenderness of your word, for the presence of your son by your spirit. Guide us with wisdom and gentleness and skill as we wield your word, Lord, for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. So the reason... Uh, one of the many reasons I love writing, putting scripture to music so much is because um, the scripture means more than we could ever, you know, we can, you know, ever grasp fully any, any passage on its own. But there's something about when I sing it, um, it just feels like more gets revealed. Uh, there's more of the senses involved. You know, you're, when you're reading it, it's just your, your eyes and your, your mind. When you're singing, suddenly your body is participating in the scripture. And you can feel it, too, you know, in your chest and your throat. And, um, <clears throat> so uh, the, the opportunity to sing it um, is... It just feels sacred to be able to step into it, uh, to write things for it. So one of the exciting things about this particular seminar is, or this particular class, is what I hope to give you is tools, like rules, kind of, and, and ways to navigate putting scripture to music so that you can d do it well, you know, or, or just so you, no, no rules as in every, you know, craft. There's always an exception to every rule, but to give you some foundational tools to approach it yourself, because we can all do it. We can all do this. All right. So, uh, raise your hand if those of you, even if you were here before, that are already songwriters that, that, that work in with music. Not work, but that write and play music. How about this? If you, if you play music, raise your hand. Just looking for people that don't. Okay. So, only a couple don't. But I want to say that I'm glad you're here because do you sing? All right. Do you sing? Yes? Yeah. So, right. Um, uh, even if you don't sing, now I don't, and I don't mean like sing like professionally or for a hobby, but do you sing in church? A little? <laughs> Yeah, then it's for you. Okay, so um, 
some of this will be a little bit repetitive for people that were here the last seminar because we're talking about structure. The nice thing, the last seminar, we had to write words and talk about how you find words. Now we're just on structure because we got the words for us. In a minute, we're going to choose a scripture to write a song to. All right, so. Uh, oh, uh, well, that's okay. You hit play, boom, and then you space bar, I think. Go ahead and hit it one time, see where we are. All right, so songwriting is serving because um, you, th th there, the presumption is there's always an audience. And so you are, you're writing with your gifts, using everything, your imagination, your, your experiences, your influences. Um, so it's all about you and what you bring, except what it's for, which makes all that unis sacred and wonderful because it doesn't end with you. It starts with you, and, and you are going to give birth to the melody that carries these words, but you're serving someone else with it. Um, so we'll keep that in mind, and I'll keep coming back to that. Structure, rhythmic, and melodic. We'll start with rhythmic, and I'm going to give you a couple of examples um, uh, to start out with. Uh, classic, rhythmic, church, um, congregational singing. Uh, now, I say this, something I forgot to say just a moment ago, uh, what I was trying to get at with serving is, I am presuming that we, whenever I try to write a song with Scripture, that it's for congregational singing. It's for a group. You can write a song just for yourself, and that is totally fine to help yourself memorize. I encourage you to do that. But today, we're going to approach it as if we are trying to make it as easy as possible for a group to sing. So we're thinking about a group. So in that, take, let's take a look at the hymn, Before the Throne of God Above. Do you guys know that song? So <clears throat> the, uh, what I want to point out in it is the consistent... Actually, raise your hand if you don't know before the throne of God above. Okay, well, how about this? It is well. Everybody knows it is well? All right, let's use that one because that's even easier. So to keep it really simple for people, hymns generally have syllables just on the beat. So when peace like a river attendeth my way. And you can keep going. It's the whole song. And that's how hymns go. And it's because hymns are kind of like they're songs for unmusical people to sing together. You know, it's supposed to be for all of us. And that's why you should be able to sing it one time through and then be able to catch on. Because it's... Uh, so, um, that's what we want to do with the songs that we write. So, uh, somebody else... Name out a song that you love that, that isn't like obscure, but a, chur a church song that you love. Yes, how, uh, I just know the chorus of that one. How's that go? Yes. Yes, okay, that's in 6-8, but it's on the beat. He will hold me fast. He, he will hold 
fast. He was only fast. Am I getting it right? So it's, again, on the beat. Oh my gosh, yes, thank you. All on the beat. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. I mean, it couldn't be more simple. And unless you've ever tried to write a song, maybe you don't realize that's what makes it memorable. And whenever you're in a worship service or something and you're having a hard time getting to sing it, it's because the songwriter didn't think quite hard enough about making more of the beats right on, more of the syllables right on the beat for us to cling, to grab onto and be able to, you know, navigate when we're learning the song in, con in the congregation. So, uh, you get the point, right? Okay, so as we're writing the song in, in a few minutes, we're going to look for the opportunity to be very simple and very repetitive with the rhythm. Oh, I didn't mention that. So if I'm not singing it, think of just the way that Jesus loves me, the rhythm of where the syllables land. Jesus, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Seven. Little ones to him long seven, and I bet you know the next ones are going to be seven too. They're all seven all the way through the song. Uh, um, how, he will hold me fast. How does the verse go? Nice. Keep going. Okay, so stop there. First of all, you've got a gorgeous voice. And, bum, 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 bum. He will hold me fast. Dun, 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 dun. See how careful they were? No, nothing extra. Earlier in the, in the seminar before, we talked about a hard day's night. And, da, 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 da. And it, how easy it would be to just kind of go, if it didn't quite fit, so, but it makes it just a, just the slightest bit less in that moment, singable, and memorable, for the listener. So we, as bearers, of even more of something so sacred, want to try to do as as thorough a job as we can, which you'll find out in a minute is a real challenge, of keeping the rhythm of where the words land really simply simple. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> one more thing about rhythmic structure, to be careful where the first couple of, for the, beware of how the first syllable lands each time. And you'll, we'll get to this in a minute, but you'll see when I get there. Uh, the way you start a phrase is how everyone's going to think the next phrase starts. Have you ever been in the congregation singing and you're singing a song and we sang the first line and then the second line starts a little differently so you realize, oh, I, I missed that. And you, you, you feel like it's your fault. It's not your fault. It's the songwriter's fault. All right? Not like we're passing the blame, but since we're all songwriters now, we want to take that to heart. 
Okay, so moving on to melodic structure. Oh, wait. Sticking on a rhythmic structure there? Yeah, yeah, so uh, go up. So here we go. No problem. So. <laughs> Simple, repetitive, consistent rhythms. Syllables on the beat. Oh, whenever a syllable diverts from the pattern, make it consistent. I'm going to talk about that for just one second. So before the throne of God above goes, before the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea. The great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. Okay, you all know that song? Okay, so the first three lines in every stanza, I've actually got it right here. First three lines, exactly the same amount of syllables, exactly the same rhythm. Uh, every, every stanza is this way. When Satan tempts me to, dis to despair, eight, and tells me of the guilt within, same rhythm. Upward I look and see him there. Now watch, everyone's been eight until the last one. Who made an end to all my, who made an end to all my sin. Okay, no, it is eight. It just lands a little different. The fourth stanza, the fourth line in every stanza has one extra. The other ones say, Up, upward I look and see him there. Who made an end to all my sin. Why am I? That's it. Gosh, thank you. I was like, what am I? I know something's different here. I can't find it. Yes, it's eighth notes instead of quarter notes there in the last, in the last line of each stanza. And it's exactly the same in every stanza. And that's care from the songwriter for you and me. Because we know it happened the first time, it happens the second time, and, and we can take our mind off how the song goes. Because our bodies just incorporate it. We know what's going to happen, and so we just do it, and which makes it that much more possible for us to worship and take the song meaning, and we're not going to think about how we sing it anymore. Are you with me? So all this stuff is like really matters. Okay. And then like I was saying, the first syllable, that sets an expectation. We'll get there in a minute. Now, on to melodic structure. Okay. Two things quickly. <clears throat> I'm going to keep... Is air... All right, praise the Lord. Okay, so, first, uh, when you're writing, when you're putting scripture to music, you want to first and foremost, take your cues about how the melody should go from natural singing patterns. When you talk, like, uh, American English is super melodic. Super, su super melodic. It's all over the place. And so it makes sense, it's intuitive even, that if you, you want to put a melody to the lyric that's written in the way that you might say it 
already because that makes it that much easier for the singer, the congregation, to learn it. Because it's like, oh, I would have set it that way anyway. Follow? So take cues from the natural speaking patterns. Um, and it, you, uh, you want to be thoughtful about the melodic range. So for those of you that are musicians, um, I tend to stick to, at the most, an octave. Uh, be, be Thou My Vision, I think, is an octave. A lot of songs are less than an octave in worship, and they really shouldn't be too much more. Remember, um, like 20 years ago, it was a huge song, uh, Shout to the Lord. Yeah, it was a great song, but remember how low it started? I could never hit that my savior because, yeah, so, and yeah, I'm not going to, Darlene Check, I'm not going to, she's an amazing songwriter, she's written, written, a, written a bunch of them, and it totally works, but those things have got to be the exception. So, small melodic range, now we're getting into some uh, musical terms, just to make sure you, you know, scales, intervals, and arpeggios, for those of you that don't, don't know, I'm just going to sort of say for everybody, um, Scales are one note after another. Um, uh, behold the throne. That's that's a scale. So these are part. Of, these are the tools that you use. Um, intervals are when you skip a note. So I skipped. So bum, a scale would be bum bum bum, but an interval skips a note. So from God above. So scale. Before the throne interval of God above. And arpeggios is when you skip notes and it's more than one interval in a row. So the example I love to use is, um, uh, we did it the other day. How great thou art. Uh, then sings my soul. Bum, bum, bum. See what cue that is. So ar arpeggios make great Choruses. Uh, it's in How Great They Were. Um, so, and then here, this next bit, single note melodies can balance out other complexities. And what that's about is a lot of times, especially when you're wielding scripture, the, the lyrics are, you know, they weren't meant to be put to music most of the time. And so you're trying to figure out a way to make it work. And as when the lyric gets really complex, one of the ways to handle that is to just use single note melodies. And uh, there's a song that I have for a passage in Galatians I'm going to play for you right now to give you a little example of it. You guys okay with that? All right. All right. Go, uh. <clears throat> when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son born of woman born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that he might receive adoption as sons and because you are sons and because you are sons and because you are sons. God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. 
So you are no longer a slave, but a son crying, Abba, Father. No longer a slave, but a son. And if the son and an heir through God. Okay, so, did, thank you. Did you notice the, in the verse? Um, when the fullness of time had come, just one note. There's no, I mean, that is a melody, but it's just one note, no, one note melody. Because the, the line is so compl complicated. God sent forth his son, still, same note. Born of woman, doing a scale down the end to finish the line. Second verse, second, second line, same thing. Born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive, so almost the whole thing is until adoption as sons. There's an arpeggio. Bum, bum, bum. Do you hear that? Okay, so, uh, single note melody, and then scale. Born of woman, and arpeggio. Adoption as sons. All in one little microcosm. All right. Sorry? So, and then right here, I encourage people when they're writing scripture songs to only stick, to try to just keep it to two sections, but um, we'll see what happens when we pick out our scripture. And then, this is a, this sort of troubleshooting tip and I'm sure we'll use it. You know what? I'm going to pick up... Oh, I forgot Emily's guitar. Excuse me. Well, there it is, but I hadn't even checked it out. No, 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 don't worry. I'll use my ukulele. Um, I, wrote a pa I wrote a melody for Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27. I think I maybe have it up here. Let's see. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just hit the next slide. Yes. Okay. So, um, can I get someone to read that for me? I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put in you. I will remove from you the heart of brass and the heart of stone. I will put my spirit in you and I will make you clean. Thank you. I will give you a new heart. No, no, thank you. That's great. So, that's the scripture as it sits. And then underneath it, I've written it sort of how I've structured it for the song. Um, I'm trying to think of what key I put it in. I will give you a new heart. I'll just do it on the piano. <laughs> it's silly. All right. It goes, I will give you a new heart. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit, a new spirit in you. Y'all sing that? I will give you a new heart. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit, a new spirit in you. All right. And then here's the verse. I will remove from you your heart of stone 
and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees. Now, I wonder, I want you to notice how the syllables were landing in this troubleshooting tip that I'm about to explain to you. Right here, this line and this line, every word gets one beat. I will, or each syllable gets one beat. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And then watch what happens here. And I will put my spirit in you. See how I cheated a little bit there? But it's not cheating. It's just songwriting. But it happens all over hymns and, and all over songwriting because sometimes you've got a line that's saying what it needs to say. And here we had, we had the, uh, the convenience of heart of. Heart of stone. But this line, it, it didn't have as many syllables <laughs> in it. So you have to find a way through. And uh, that, that particular solution worked. Are you following me? So we're going to, I guarantee, I don't know what scripture we're, we're going to use in a minute, but we're going to have to use that, uh, that uh, technique. Okay. Um. You guys started singing so well right away. I kind of wanted to keep going, but I have to remember, no, I'm teaching. <laughs> All right. So. Yes. Okay. Yes, thank you. Let's see. Yes. Right. Now, you know, that, so for a lot of us, it's just the style that, the style that is you, you know, how do you play? And, um, but I take my cues from the context, you know. Um, there is a, uh, I wrote a song for I am the vine, you are the branches. And I also write songs for kids. So I'm always looking for opportunities to find fun ways to to share the, the scripture and, and write songs. So that one turned into, I am the vine, you are the branches. I am a vine, you are the branches. But I'm sure there are songs written out there that are, that, that that particular person didn't, uh, you know, felt it differently. Um, again, this I talked about somewhat in the first seminar, but uh, we're going to be writing as a group in a minute. But when we write individually, it's important to be content with who you are and the gifts that you are, the style that you're comfortable with. Um, because what you're offering, I always say every musician at every skill level wishes they had more skill. And so it's always the challenge to kind of humble yourself to the feeling of wishing like that you were more, knowing that the gift that we offer to the Father 
is what's pleasing about it isn't how good it is, but it's our humble spirit and our will to offer something to the Father. You know, like if my kid comes and gives me a picture, I'm like, "Uh, you need to keep working on that, you know? So, uh, So let your influences... Like, be be satisfied by your influences and your instincts, even. Okay. Good question, though. By the way, and any other questions as they come up, please say them. All right. Okay. Yes, here we are. Um. This is what I do when I am. Uh, I've either found a verse in my study that I know I want to write a song for. I've come come back to it. And I just pray through it. Meditate on it. See what the Lord has for me in it. Gosh, you guys, it is such a challenge to not come to the Word with an agenda. It would be so easy to look at the Bible as an opportunity for song fodder. Oh, what a just, what a, you know, scandal. Because... It's there first and foremost for us to receive. And then if we can make something out of it to serve and be and you know call the kingdom, that's great. But let the Lord use it to minister to you the way it should. And then if you can write a song about it, if something comes to you, then fantastic. So if you're sitting there with your piano or your guitar and you start strumming along, um, uh, and something comes, that's great. But also be content. If nothing comes, you've at least spent time in the Word. So, again, speak the Word slowly. Listen for the natural rhythm of that particular passage. I loved how you read. Say your name. Yes. Bob. Bob. I loved how you read. I, I, I wanted to talk about it, but I knew we were going to talk about it here. When you read Scripture, there are natural breaks and pauses and th- those are our cues for how to sh- shape our, the shape the sections of the song. Um, so, listen for the natural rhythm. Write the scripture down, and look for places that things that rhyme, because oftentimes there'll be things that rhyme or lines that repeat themselves. Uh, I got such a great kick out of writing. Um, oh, just was thinking of it. It's John. Brothers and... Oh, there's lots of passages. I'll think of it in a minute. That just repeat themselves. Uh, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the blank in your own eye? How can you look at the uh, uh, speck of sawdust in your brother's eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye. Those, th- those, those two things happen right in a row. It's almost like he was writing a verse. So there's lots of repeti- repetition that happens in Scripture. Look for it when you're, when you're trying to write a song. Um, and then there'll be natural separations, like uh, I wrote a song the other day for, um, oh, the one we just did. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. That just kind of stepped out as, ooh, that'll be the chorus. And then this next couple of verses could be the verse. The next couple of lines could be the verse. All right, next slide. Hey, we're ready. Okay, I know I've kind of thrown a lot at you, or maybe it's gone slow or fast. How are y'all doing? Doing okay? Okay, question? Uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, so, yes. Uh, for years, I would always just kind of look for the most singable one. And I would, but I, since I do so much of this, I ended up, like, making arrangements with the ESV, NIV, and CSB. So I personally look to those. I love the NLT, the New Living Translation. There's some just sometimes there's really beautiful language in there. But there are some, you know, it's not as accurate in some ways. It's more of a get the feel of the verse uh, kind of translation. So um, for I find the NIV is more often, most often, the the best uh, sort of balance of really beautiful and melodic language while also being, you know, really careful to just be a good translation. Um, but sometimes, you know, one word, one, one passage will use admonish and another, pers- another passage will use, you know, reprimand and you kind of decide which word feels better. Uh, so for me, I do have a couple that I use, but another question? Yes. Yes. So. No, not at all. I absolutely do it by guessing. We're the same. Um, I've just been doing it more, but I really do just try to speak the the melody. And, and then I try to sing it in the key that works for me. But then once I've figured it out, then I think about a congregation and where it's going to be helpful for them, and I'll pitch it to where the congregation can sing it easily. Um, so here's three choices. And also, if there's a scripture out there in one of y'all's hearts that you would love to look at too, and let us, what we're going to do is vote and pick one together uh, to work on a song for right now. I've never written anything for any of these. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, there may be someone in here that came in with a scripture that was like, ooh, I wonder if we could write one for this. And I want to know that, if that's the case. Or if there's one that's popping into your mind right now. Anybody? Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. These are long, yeah. Okay. Mm. Matthew 12. I'm just going to look. NIV. Probably not. Probably not, yeah. Uh, it could be fun. Okay, uh, say it again. Thank you. <gasps> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I understand that. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. Well, I'll tell you about one thing about it. This is NIV, but what translation? ESV. Um, I'll tell you one thing about this particular verse. That particular verse is there's all kind of opportunity for songwriting because of good, 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 evil, evil, evil. I would tend to ask, the, my follow-up question is, who's this song for? Yeah. So, hold on. Let me look for NIV. Sure. Yep. I don't want to be on my phone. I'm so slow. Uh, so, would someone read the, the top scripture? Thank you. Would you read the next one? <laughs> nice and slow. Thank you. All right, who would read the last one for me? Please. I wanted to make sure we had there were options. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you were a heavy metal guy or girl, you might. You know, and it would be awesome. You know, that's why like yeah. each person, what they bring is so important. So uh, let's do a little vote. Let's do a quick vote. You guys okay with this? Do you, uh, get in your mind which one you'd like. I'm going to start with uh, the Matthew verse. That I'm sorry, what'd you say your name? Paula. That Paula mentioned. Anybody? All right. How about for Colossians three sixteen? Two, three, four. Okay. How about for Psalm one thirteen one through three? Two, three. All right. How about for Psalm one o two? Hear my prayer, O Lord. One two three four. Uh oh, we got a. We got a verse off. Okay, so the first. What was the? I think it was the first one that had four, right? What? Okay, for the first one, we're it's, we're, we're going with it. All scripture is God breathed and invaluable, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna go with it. Uh, so, and I'm also really glad about it because I've been wanting to write a song for this verse. I just hadn't, I've had my eye on it, but I hadn't done it. The top, the top one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. So now we're about to get into business. You guys ready? Because this, this is, this is going to be real participation. Everybody stretch a little bit. Kind of like, 
oh, if you need to stand, or I'm going to be asking of you. Um, one of the things I say in uh, my concerts when I'm talking to parents and kids is uh, I always encourage them to remember how important it is that we come as children. Jesus in three out of the four Gospels. Uh, did I already say this in this, in this uh, seminar? He says, unless you come to the kingdom like a child, you can't come. And the thing that keeps us so often from participating is self-consciousness, right? So we just got to shed that and remember that we're kids. Kids are like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Or they even just shout it out because they they're not going to wait, you know? So be, remember the child that you are. And let's, we'll participate and, and write this song together. Okay. So, all right, I've given you the, uh, the rules and the um, and guidelines for scripture songwriting. How should we begin? Boom. All right. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, let's just kind of take a minute. Everybody just kind of look at the passage. what it makes me want to do is give it more context. Here it is. So, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So that's where we are. Somebody want to pray? Please. Amen. All right. 
So that word admonishing, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought it up. That, for me, is like the bugaboo of this verse. That is the word that has kept me, I think, from writing the song. Because it's like so clumsy in the mouth. It's like admonishing. Oh, how am I going to? Admonishing. I don't want to sing it. But there. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's good ways to spin it. I mean, it's not, it's not hopeless. It's just been, it's, it's, what, it's the what reason why I hadn't done it yet. So, together. Yeah, the whole thing is, right, the whole thing is just fo- covered in grace. And Can you circle up the keys for me? Yeah. I can't see you, though. Is that a terrible thing to say? No, it's all right. Uh, I mean, it, it, Does it matter? I don't think it matters, but, uh, but you're welcome to turn or, you know, sit, sit up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, right, NLT is a little bit, takes a little bit, a lot of liberty. I try to stay away from it these days. Um, okay, so, yes. Yes, yes, so true. And, and yeah, that, that's, that's at the heart of where the, you're actually getting to something that we're about to get to, which is dividing up the song to where, where we can really discern the meaning. Because uh, we, through, I mean, in one sense, the word of Christ is what is animating our, our admonishing. And so, I, I see what you're saying. We're wanting to make sure it's the feel of it is not corrective. But since it is the word of Christ, by by His nature, it's going to be grace-filled and loving. And yeah, so. This is right where we're going. So this is what we're this is what we're what we're doing is is now it's time to kind of look at this as a song lyric and say, all right, what do we do? Um. It does feel like, well, let's, let's, so that's one option. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That, that is potent and has uh, kind of an obvious opportunity there, more than teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Any other ideas about that? As you look at the, as you look at the words, what sticks out as the heart of what's really important or things that are particularly important. Yes, yeah. 
Right. Yeah. So that's that, I am uh, that I wouldn't rule that out. I always like to try, you know, first to do it the way how it's written. Um, what do you think about with thankfulness in your? To me, with thankfulness in your hearts to God is sort of has similar weight to let the word of Christ dwell on you richly. Like it's kind of bookended by this is sort of what this is about. Letting the word of Christ dwell in us richly, and we're doing it with thankfulness in God, with thankfulness in our hearts to God. So let's let's uh, go around and have a, a few few different people read the first line, nice and slow. Just uh, let's see, what the, you right here, fitness shirt. What's your name? Robert. Robert. Really nice and slow, like you're reading it for, for drama. Would you read the first line till the comma? Great. There's just that, just there. Pause, a pause right there after Christ. Someone else. Yes. Yeah, I'm all about that. It doesn't change the change the meaning. So it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So uh, could I have one more person just read the first line nice and slow? Bob. Yeah, thank you. All right, anyone want to take a stab at um, putting a melody to that line? Krista? Okay, pause right there. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Is that right? Is that right? Is that what you said? Okay, so here, so here's what I love. Here's what I love. So, so let the word of Christ. Here's what's great about that is, it's she's singing it how you'd say it. Let the word of Christ. Let the word of Christ. Let the word of Christ. But then, so dwell in you richly. You wouldn't say it like that, right? So. Uh, just as like teasing out the very best of, of your offering. Let the word of Christ, I'm all in for that. Yes. Tricky, right? <laughs> Tricky, right? You get, no, I totally get it. So do you guys get what I mean about, about how in didn't quite land right? There was emphasis on the word in in a way that you would never say. Are y'all following me there? Yeah, uh, yes, okay. So, uh, yeah, Clint.
Yes, so, all right, I love that idea too. So it'd be like, so we're keeping both in our heads. Let the word of Christ, um, and I'm going to go ahead and put, what was your name? Eric's idea on your idea. Let the word of Christ dwell. Um, and then maybe repeat dwell, uh, but maybe not. Well, you can try, give it a try. Um, dwell, uh, and then Clint had this idea. Let, what was your melody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. So uh, so right now we've got let the word of Christ dwell. We don't want we don't know where we're gonna go in there. Right. Say it again. Let the word of Christ dwell, dwell in you richly. Okay, so I like that. That's a great first. That's a great first uh, A, and I want to I want to kind of hone in on Clint's idea. Let the word, let the word. Go for it. Let, let the word, let the word. Those are both two great, uh, great, um, like, starts, don't you think? So what's great about this is just to know that there's all kinds of ways to do this job. So, but just since we are the group that we have today, let's vote. All right, so we got... And then... So, make your decision right now, and then everybody for the first one, raise your hand. Hi, 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 so I can see. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, hands down. For the second one, everybody raise your hand. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right. All right, so here we are, right? 
sing that again. Okay, so just for just for rhythm's sake, so just make sure we're doing what we, what we said we we're going to do. So let the word, so let the word, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Y'all okay to straighten that? last bit to let people sing it easily all right dwell in you richly all right we got ourselves a beginning okay we don't know um so let's all sing it nice and loud one two three let the word let the word let the word of christ dwell Teaching and admonishing one another. <laughs> All right, so who's going to take a stab at this next line? We've got a tempo. Let's just try that. Let's just see how that would work. Teaching and admonishing one another or teaching and admonishing one another. Teaching and admonishing one another. Or, or teaching and admonishing one, ano one another. And admonishing. Teaching and admonishing I like getting getting done with admonishing. This is not super like simple, but teaching and admonishing means that you have to do it. Mm-hmm. In all of your life. So it's not as simple as the I am Mama G, but you can kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's let's keep it let's try to keep it as simple as we can, especially because it is a complex it's like a complicated word, you know? I'd be more I'd I'd be tried. I would try. I would lean towards trying towards the words. So I like Aaron. Was it Aaron over here? No, Eric. I like Eric's idea of teaching space, space. But there's. It's already been a lot of space in this song. Kind of want to get through the words. Um. So somebody, somebody else. Teaching and admonishing. Teaching and admonishing. Okay, how about this? Someone put a melody. Let's, I'm just going to say for the sake of time, let's going to go with that. Someone put a melody to this. Teaching and admonishing. We'll get to one another. All right, so we're in this key. And then 
teaching. Okay, let me change the key. Let the word, is that better? Let the word, let the word kind of teaching and admonishing. How do we like that? All right. We got a scale and an interval in there, so we got to use that. Um, teaching and admonishing. All right. Teaching and admonishing. It's an A. Okay, so here's the thing we got to know what happened, we're doing right now. So what we just did was we created a new section. Bum, 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 ba-da-dum. And I didn't mean to do that. Or I don't know if I heard someone else do it but, or if I did it on my own, but I, w I just was going, one another. But should we, was it teaching? <laughs> yeah, admonishing one another. What was say it? Well, teaching always Wait, no, teaching and admonishing. All right, so, so what we've just done, we've, we've gotten into like the candy cane forest of, of songwriting with, with scriptures because what, this, what happens in here is there's all this, this string of lines of words that it are, you could just kind of keep writing new melodies and then the, there's nothing for the listener to hang their hat on. So, and it's a challenge. I don't see it, but you eventually can always find it. Um, so, so we've got, Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom or in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing songs. Now, see, it, 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 it breaks right there. So, see. 
Ooh, look at that guy. Hey, 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 hold on. What's your name again? Jennifer. Jennifer. So what if we finish there on a wisdom and go back here? In all wisdom, let the word so teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Let the word so uh, I would want to keep I would want to keep working on it to make sure there's a uh, an, an even number of bars. But this is a great it's a great idea. Are you following me what we would do then? So then we come back to the next time around. Let the word, let the word, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And then sing song. We could find a way to make that work, right? Um, sing songs and hymns songs. Kind of tip to make it a little different, but... Teaching psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Thankfulness. Uh, I'm not a fan of that, but. Oh, yeah. No, no, we finished with an all wisdom. We went down, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And then, so that the next half we could go sing, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs. With with All right. Yes. Well, I was already thinking that with thankfulness in your hearts to God is probably going to have its own little section because, right, um, Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Well done. Say your name one more time. Bethany. Bethany. Okay, so. Singing, singing, so, singing psalms and 
So, maybe, maybe that uh, feels a little, it feels a little fuzz, fuzzy, but, but uh, I would rather keep working and try to get, find something that really does it. Yeah, so taking the technique, yeah, yeah you trying the extra syllables, nudge it in there. Singing songs and singing. All right. I like the idea. So as, as someone with a hymn book in front of them, you, and with a melody coming that you've, that, well, I guess, yeah, you've already sung it once. You're going to think it's going to go singing psalms in. So I'd like, I'd rather feed them that, let them go where it feels like it's supposed to go, and then solve the problem as soon as, it, as, soon as we have to. Singing psalms and hymns, that, that's all working great with teaching and admon, right? Those two things are parallel. So singing psalms and hymns and teaching and admonishing one another, singing psalms and hymns and spirit. So, so I'll tell you, I do this for a living, and personally, I would be okay with singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs because that's the way you say the word, right? So it, if they, the first time they hear it, they're wondering, how does this go? And then it's like, oh, it's how I would say it. You just do it naturally. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Yeah. Um. Well, so here's the thing about in all wisdom. In all wisdom could happen almost like a like a tag on the way to the chorus. So it doesn't really have to take up space. So that you can, in other words, you could not have to have it the second time around. So teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Let the word Did y'all hear that? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, let the word of let the word is sort of turned into the chorus. Um, we are, we are, but so we're we're still landing, getting the second verse going. So, like, we've got, we've really got, we're close. We're way closer than maybe you guys think. Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Let the word, let the word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word, let the word, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Uh, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. The word. It's really quick. 
it sort of works. It doesn't work all the way for me, but we're close. How are we doing on time? Ten minutes? Oh, easy. We got this. All right. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. In all wisdom sure would be nice. Uh, It, I know it does make you want to do that, but but um, Say what? Say. Yes, so you could do that, but you will, you will wind up with a second verse that's got a whole different form. Um, yes, in the back. Are you saying, say, in all wisdom after spiritual songs? So, okay, Ooh. Yes. See? This is like, this is the problem solving. This is the problem solving that's required. Group think. Thank you. Say your name. Thank you, Jesse. All right. So, so then what we should do, so then what we should do is go to this with thanksgiving in your hearts to God, figure out how long that takes and come back to the, well, I guess we could do it either way. So, teaching. Sorry? Yeah, I think that may be okay. Yeah, because let the word is really strong. Let the word. Yeah, so. All right, so. Teaching and admonishing one another. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm writing now. I want you guys to be doing this. So what we want to do is take that in all wisdom, sing it twice. So teaching and admonishing one another. Go. In all wisdom, in all wisdom, two times. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yes? Okay, so, so, 
singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Go. So we always having to keep our eye back on the other line. In all wisdom, that's not how we want to sing that. Then you then you're at in thankfulness, which not, I'm not crazy about either because it's not how you say it. So we want. Okay, so here so. For the sake of time, here's what I think we need to do. Take the word wisdom and give it an extra syllable. So, something like, yeah. Don't admonishing one another. Uh, and not, not, not this, but in all wisdom. You know, not, obviously, I, I did that so that it's too extreme. You won't use it. But see how you can give it more space in more time than it has now? So, because you just want it to match with thankfulness. So, let's figure out what with thankfulness will do. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Who was that? With thankfulness. Okay. Um, Well, okay, so here, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm, so check this out. With thankfulness, all right, in all wisdom, we don't want to do, but we could do, in all wisdom, and we could do, but we can't do, with thankfulness. So, yes, you have an idea about this? Yeah. So the the way that you just sang in all wisdom and with thankfulness, you didn't maybe you didn't realize it, but the rhythm of the of the syllables are landing differently. We're looking to try to land them exactly the same by stretching the syllables in probably both of them. So if, if you said with thankfulness in all wisdom doesn't work still, but so. The issue, oh, I love this stuff. The issue is thankfulness, the first syllable is, is the accent. Wisdom is also the first syllable. Right, so we're, 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 we're at an, an imbalance. So, oh, in all wisdom, thankfulness. Yes, thank you, Linda. Wisdom, thankfulness. That works. Yeah. All right. Yes. 
Yeah, that's where the problem lies, isn't it? So, <laughs> teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Check this out. With thankfulness in all wisdom. That's, this is what, the way that Linda set up. Paula. Pa sorry, Paula. Yeah, with, holding out the with, with thankfulness in all wisdom. And it doesn't have to be that melody, but that's a match. No, in all wisdom, with thankfulness. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep, keep, let's, let's keep thinking. Sure. So then uh, make those two match. Because th then thankfulness doesn't match. With thankfulness in all wisdom. So close. I think after this moment, it's like smooth sailing. The rest of it is the rest of it is written. I'm putting it to a vote for sake of time. Keep working on this or go with Paula's idea. All right. Paula for the win. Okay. And I'm going to go with that melody, so... Teaching Is that too low? Okay, so with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Oh, I don't want to do this. You guys do it. All right. To God. So, with thankfulness, with thankfulness in your hearts, with thankfulness in your hearts to God, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. 
Okay, so then that means with all in all in all wisdom. Like that. In all wisdom is not my fave. In all, in all wisdom. Just to God. What, what, what? Someone do something? Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Got the verse in there. Boom. I'm just going to say, in all wisdom, in all wisdom, in all wisdom, in all wisdom. And the second time we do it, it's just going to be different. And, and yeah, so for the sake of time, and so, yeah, and I need lots of help. I'm not, I'm not going to get it this first time. Let the word, let the word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word, let the word, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Let the word, are we good with that? Let the word, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word, let the word, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Singing, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Yeah, we did. With thankfulness. With thankfulness in your hearts to God. Let the word. So are we good with that? All right. Can you all like stand and, and see if we can get it all together and sing it out? I can't promise I'm going to hit the chords. When I miss the chords, you guys sing out. All right. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. One, two, three. Let the word, let the word, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word, let the word, let the word of Christ dwell in you Admonishing one another 
something like that. Let the word, let the word, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word, let the word, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. to God. Let the world, let the world, let the world of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the world, let the world, let the world of Christ dwell in you richly. Yay! Well done, everybody. Hey, great job. Thank you for participating and uh, being so uh, brave in joining in and calling out, uh, calling out suggestions. Really proud of you guys. Well done.